Greetings, Carl here. The idea of retirement, the, the concept, the very concept of retirement is completely outdated. I would, I would go so far as to say it's, it, it, it's dumb. <laughs> and now let me, let me explain with sort of a claim like that. Uh, the idea of retirement, it used to be that you would, you know, work full on till you were 65, retire at 65, die at 67, right? Um, that concept is outdated. And here's the reason it's outdated. We have people, now I, I've got to give a disclaimer real quick. This is coming, I'm speaking to the people who have the option, right? Are in the fortunate situation to have the option to retire. People who have the option to retire and are working full speed, 100 miles an hour one day and the next day are done, are generally, and I, I know I'm painting with a broad brush here, but generally unhappy. My experience tells me that's true. I would say 90% plus of the clients I've worked with have had to work through the idea that retirement is not what they thought it was. They've come to realize like, I don't actually want to retire. And I'm going to explain what they want to do in a minute. They've had to work through it. 90 plus percent of the people I've worked with. I don't know very many people who have gone full speed, work, retired, had nothing to do and played golf and stayed happy. And I think there is research to back that up that continuing to have a meaningful way to contribute to the world is important to people. And often that was through the work that they did. So now let me, let me just, let me just, let me address a couple of issues because I had this big conversation on Twitter, which was beautiful. So good. People expressing, you know, really earnest opinions in a thoughtful way. It was one of the best conversations I've had on Twitter in a long time, and not because everybody agreed with me, but because the people who didn't agree with me did it in a thoughtful way, and it moved the conversation forward. So here we go, right? If you have the option, here's, here's my proposal. If you have the option of retiring, take that optionality and do this instead. Just get rid. So let's assume there's a part of your work that you enjoy and you find meaningful. Uh, that's a, an assumption. I'm going to address it in a minute, like if there isn't that. But let's assume that there's part of a work. I'm going to let, let's talk real quickly about an, a, a few examples. Here's a few examples I have, or at least let's focus on one because somebody brought this up on Twitter. Like, yeah, that's great if you enjoy your work um, and people will allow you to do it later in life. But I'm a surgeon and there comes a point at which I can't do surgery anymore, right? I'm an ER doctor. I can't do that anymore. So let me give you sp very specific examples because I have them from that exact group. Um, I worked with a bunch of surgeons and ER anesthesia radiology, so some sort of specialty physicians. And most of them realized there was a piece of the work that they did. In fact, what got them into medicine in the first place, which had been long since forgotten because of the realities of modern day medicine, right? But what got them into medicine in the first place was this desire to, to contribute, to help people, to change people's lives, to be of service. And so many of them said, look, when, I'm, when I am no longer able to operate, speaking of the surgeons and maybe even the sort of intensity of ER, 
Um, when I'm no longer able to do that, I want to teach at the medical school, or I want to volunteer with you know an organization doing that kind of work, or I want to mentor, or I want to write. You know, there's plenty of doctors doing, um, physicians doing amazing writing now. I want to study or research. So what they were saying essentially is, I'm going to get rid of the thing. I'm going to use this optionality I've built up to quote unquote retire. And I realized that that's a pipe dream that I, I'm not going to go from being a surgeon one day to golfing full time the next. It's not going to happen. Right? I still want to use all this experience. And Chip Conley started this um, group called the Modern Day Elder, which I think is a, a brilliant concept of like, look, I've got all this experience and wisdom. I'm going to figure out a way to use it. And I'm going to take that optionality I built up to quote unquote retire and I'm going to do that. And so here's the simple way of stating it. Take the optionality you've built up to retire. You've got the option. And again, I realize I'm speaking to a select group who've got that option. You've got the option to retire. Instead of using it to quote unquote retire, simply get rid of the stuff that you don't enjoy or can no longer do and opt, opt. So instead of retiring, opt into more of the stuff that you enjoy and find meaningful and opt out of the stuff that you don't like or can no longer do. And just keep refining that. Like my theory, and, and I, uh, people pointed this out on Twitter, like, well, you're, you're really sort of privileged because your job will allow that. And we can talk about that if we need to. But, but my theory is I'll never retire. Because I love, and, and I, right now I love most of what I do, but I'm going to keep refining that a bit. And I realize also I can't keep up, I won't necessarily even want to keep up at the pace, but I think I can get better. And I think the work output will get better and better and better. The work I'm doing today is way better than the work I was doing five years ago. And I really think that will increase. Dan Sullivan, who runs a strategic coach, I think he's 75. And his last five years have been the best five years of his life in terms of output. And that doesn't mean quantity, but for him, actually, it does. It means both quantity and quality. So there are models for this, right? So my theory is forget retirement. Forget it as a concept. You're not going to go from 100 miles an hour to zero. Instead, think like, okay, great. I want the option. That's the way a lot of the clients I had worked with stated it. They're like, look, at age you know, 55, I would like the option to stop doing those things, but continue doing this thing. And 55 or even 50 is young because I won't be able to afford to not work at that point. I just want to work doing the kind of stuff. So the way it looked in a lot of the financial plans that I used to write was there was this period of like full gas work. And then we often hit, it was around 50 or 55 for a lot of the people I worked with, where they said, look, at that point, I would love to insert some optionality. I'm going to sort of slow down, like doctors would say something like, I'm going to go to halftime, or I'm going to take fewer shifts a month. And at that point, maybe I won't save as much, but I also won't need to draw on my savings. So I can do that from 50 to 65. That's another 15 years that I can allow my the money I've accumulated in my retirement accounts to grow, right? So that's, that's sort of the technical piece of it. And I, I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time there. I just want I just want 
to make this narrow and simple point, the concept of retirement, going full gas and then retiring is crazy, right? It's crazy. Now, what if there's no part of your job that you like? And that is certainly true for a lot of people. Um, what if there's no part of it that you like? In fact, you sort of despise most of the work that you have to do, but it provides for your family, it allows you to save, and let's say that you, there's no part of your job you like, but you've still built up the optionality. Well, then at that point, you've got a chance, right? You can use, instead of thinking you're going to use the option to go to zero, you say, because that's a pipe, I'm telling you, most people, it's hard to imagine, but most people find that version of retirement to be really challenging for their mental health. Right? They find themselves unhappy, bored and unhappy. And again, oh, great problem. I realize that. I get it. I'm talking about that specific group of people that have built up the optionality. Right? So that's a pipe dream. So instead saying, look, I'm going to take that optionality. I'm going to find something I do enjoy. A bunch of people pointed to examples on online, right? Like, you know, somebody said at age 57, they went back and got a, a teaching degree in their teaching. Somebody else said, I, I believe it was nurse practitioner. You know, they were an accountant and they wanted, they always wanted to be a, a nurse. So they went back to school, right? Now, again, I realize I'm speaking to like whatever you want to call it, like privilege first. What I get it, all of that stuff. I get it. But that's the point here is for that group of people that have built up that optionality, yeah, geez, think of other ways to use that optionality. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to start a new job, a new career. I'm going to work at the, uh, like, I know somebody really well that was in the travel agency business. And when time for retirement came, she chose, and she hadn't built up a lot of optionality, to be honest. She chose to go work at an acupuncture clinic where she really feels involved in the work and loves it. I know people who've gone and started a small little, you know, restaurant or taco stand. People who've gone to work at the local garden center. And they just make enough. Oh, and another great example. I've got a good friend and, and sort of somebody, I've, they weren't ever officially a client, but somebody I helped do their financial planning for, we're going on over a decade now, was working sort of in... Um, worked for a big manufacturing company and he was sort of the head of their inside sales team and the last five years just despised it. There was a management change, despised it, you know, but didn't feel A, ready to retire and B, wasn't exactly sure he was financially able to retire. He left and he's now a, a golf pro at, at the local municipal like public golf course. Makes enough money to provide for their basic, for their needs Right? They can't save a lot, but they don't have to touch their retirement savings, and he enjoys it. So that's all I'm saying. Right? Use the optionality to, find, to do more of what you, you enjoy or find meaningful and less of what you don't enjoy. And there's no reason, there's no, particularly for people who sort of run their own businesses, or act sort of entrepreneurial within a large organization, there's no reason to think about how you can do that now, right? Your age 40, I keep a list. This was a, a trick taught to me by, I believe it's probably Dan Sullivan's idea. I keep a stop, things I want to stop doing list. And every 90 days, I pick the thing that I dislike the most on that list, and I try to get rid of it. 
right? Every 90 days. Now I realize like I run my own business. Are you sure I can do that? I think if we're just a little more creative, that could be a really valuable tool in a lot of settings. Like, is there a way for me to do a little bit less of this? And you give yourself 90 days. It's not like tomorrow, 90 days to start chipping away at it. Is there a way for me to, is there a way for me to stop doing it? Is there a way for me to delegate it? Is there a way for me to find technology that will make me more efficient at doing it so it takes less time? But there's all sorts of ways to think about that. But why not start that now? Why not start it now so we can fill our lives up? If we have the option, why not start it now so we can fill our lives up with the things that we enjoy and slowly get rid of things that we don't? And by the way, I'm not saying, maybe I shouldn't use the word enjoy, find meaningful. It doesn't mean it will be easy. In fact, most of the things I'm keeping are hard. <laughs> I just love them. Right? I hope that helps. I, I, it was a fascinating discussion, and, and, and I really think, like, I think we need to be talking more about this. There are so many people, and again, look, I realize the risk I run here of this whole first world problems, but there are so many unhappy retired people. It, and, and if we just start thinking about it a little differently, I think we can change that. And not only, not, only, not only can we change that, but I think we can, if we think about retirement a little differently, I think we can introduce optionality and freedom to more people. To more people. Like, I'm going to work longer. I'm planning on working way longer. Dan Sullivan's 75. And he says, he's like, look, I'm going to, he's got a plan to live to 154, I think it is. Um, but he's like, when I'm 85, I'm going to be doing better work. And, 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 and this is a guy that also takes a lot of time off. So I just think having that discussion more, my friend Blair Enns, Blair Enns, it's like absolutely never plans on retiring. Why would he? He loves huge pieces of his work. Why can't he just do more of those and less of the stuff that he doesn't enjoy? Cool. I hope you find this helpful. Um, as always, I, there are like the, the, the number of people who are listening to this is increasing like every day. I'm shocked. It's not, I wouldn't necessarily call it exponentially, but the graph is definitely up and to the right. And I'd love to know where you're coming from. I'd love to hear from you. Just shoot me an email. Hello at Behavior Gap. I just sort of throw this thing out in the ether. I don't talk about it. We don't talk about it on Twitter. We don't, we don't share it. We don't ask people to do reviews. We don't ask people to tell anybody. In fact, I don't want you to tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody about this. It's a secret little project. But those of you who have found it, especially recently, shoot me a, 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 a quick email. Where'd you find it? What do you like? What would you like more of? Um, I read every one of them. Thanks. Bye.